Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. I'm here with Darcy White.ca and Glenn, glennsutherland.com. So it's our pleasure to be here with you today. We will be discussing self-promotion. So I'll get us started. So I was extremely hesitant at the beginning. Uh, I was I was scared of posting on Facebook. Uh, I was scared of haters. I was scared of uh, inappropriate comments. Uh, or uh, and I basically I needed. So I'm part of this commercial real estate mastermind, and the the the, the coach kept kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And and little by little, I, I was able to, uh, to to start posting. Um, I started on Facebook first. I I started adding friends, so based on uh, the different circles I was hanging out, uh, I, I, and I was focusing more on real estate because it's a uh, that was uh, more or less the target audience I was looking for. But essentially, I also needed a reframing. Um, I needed to word it in terms of bringing value rather than self promotion. Uh, and and doing that has allowed to uh, to to shift the focus and um, and one thing I told myself about haters, you know that's going to be the test and um, if if I see you know hateful messages you know I'll just uh, unfriend those people and uh, that way I can get them uh, get them out of my life. But I, I I'm part of GoBundance and I went to a meeting at my local chapter in Detroit and one was saying that. Uh, Actually, in social media, you know, the haters are part of the are part of the game and should be a should be embraced because uh, you know the a little bit of controversy, a little bit of this, a little bit of spice actually uh, uh, can uh, help with the audience. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's for me. Uh, so that's Facebook. Um, also, so before you go too far, like you had the you had the fear of the haters. Did you actually get any haters though? No. So I got one comment one day on the on the LinkedIn that was quite unpleasant and uh, yeah I don't, uh, I don't like that wow because that's kind of a professional platform a comment yeah that's an odd one though LinkedIn that's a professional platform yeah. it's supposedly moderated with more modest people not like some Reddit I've seen a, I've seen I've seen uh yeah some something on LinkedIn. I was very surprised to to witness. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. So and the the other thing our coach pushes for in um, so his name is Ash Patel. What he pushes for is to do a newsletter with personal updates. Um, try to be vulnerable where you show you know this is a mistake you made and what you learned from it. And uh, and also at the end, you know, mention the deals you're working on because uh, you never know, you know, people may be interested in what you're doing for work, and uh, so that's part of the update. And uh, and I started, I, I I launched my first newsletter in the fall of uh, this year, and I was checking today, you know, when when exactly is the first day of winter because it's going to be seasonal every quarter. So I'm going to prepare. I'm going to start working on my my winter uh, newsletter. Um. And uh, so the other platform, so we mentioned LinkedIn. What I did for LinkedIn, I was quite intentional. I approached all the professionals in my community, London, Ontario. And uh, what I do on LinkedIn, I try to do it every Thursday at 11 a.m. I try to post something. I haven't, I've been traveling, so I haven't been consistent. Although one of the things that keeps recurring in what people say is to be consistent. So yeah. I, try to yep. share, 
articles about and, 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 and to share about what it is I do. And the last one is Instagram. Uh, I'd like to be more active there. But yeah, so you were saying uh, you were going to say something about being consistent. Who, me? Yeah. Darcy, Darcy? Oh, I think we both would. Mm, yes, because yeah. we both were feeling the sting of when we're but in. No, that is the, that is the key, right? Yeah. Like um, with my other podcast, with this podcast, we try to pick a day comes out the same time every day so people know when it is the podcasts are other people who put out media that i even like to listen to and some or even read sometimes i uh, they, they put it out every month or it's then you wait two months then you have it two in a week and uh you you just don't have the vibe you're not sure when you're going to get your content uh and you kind of i don't know you kind of gloss over it and eventually i honestly i lose track unless it turns into my um it becomes part of my routine, right? That every every Wednesday morning, I know that there's an advanced real estate investing talk coming out. And I know every morning, that every Wednesday morning, I should be like logging in, giving it a listen, uh, sharing it on my Facebook. And uh, that's my own one, right? But still with other ones, it works the same way. It's all about being consistent, right? And doing yeah. the same thing over and over And for again. the audience, and it's part of, a, um, it's an expectation you you expect it you know it becomes a, yep. something you expect to see and somebody you expect to hear from the other great tip i heard was um you know you identify your audience you know who's your avatar and uh so if it's somebody uh if it's uh if you want to do a coaching course and the person who is listening um you want to train them you want to help them becoming real estate investors they, they work at a job and you want to help them transition to full-time uh, real estate investing mm -hmm. then you you create an avatar you, you define them as precisely as possible and then you think of all the problems they they can encounter and you find solutions to those problems and i found that a very very nice way to to articulate it and to uh, to look at it it is something that is a great point and it's something i really should do more of right because um i'm like i'll i'll attract people who are doing their first property and then i'll attract people who are you know bring on someone who's like an apartment syndicator and it's like big gaps like big differences of the the guest and yeah. part of you you want to appeal to everybody but you know what do they say the the riches are in the niches or something like that riches are in the niches mm -hmm. yeah and so um you know it's actually if you know exactly who your person is it's it's a it's an exercise I need to do. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think that's Seth Godin's thing, the um, uh, internet uh, guru, uh, guru that I subscribe to every morning. He's brilliant. And his thing is always particular, specific, quality, focused, uh, broadcasting, trying to be the Walmart of everything. There's already Walmart. And, you know, you're not, they're amazing as a business model. I just don't want, it's not me. So his exactly, find your niche and be amazing in that spot. And I suppose that's part of it. You want to talk about how you promote yourself, Darcy? Yeah, it's an uneasy thing because, um, yeah, I think early on, um, I had a lot of insecurities about it. You know, I was sort of handed the reins to uh, my father-in-law's business and said, you know, here, um, you know, and I'm really good at polishing and fixing and organizing and straightening and ordering. And then within two or three years, I had that sorted out, but the, you know, growing it, would mean that I'd have to put myself out there as some kind of expert. And, you know, if you have any sort of innate modesty, even a little bit, and I don't think people say, hey, Darcy's a really modest guy. I don't know what they say, actually. But I would like them to say that, but maybe they don't. 
um, if you have any sense and self-awareness, it's a, it's a bit of a struggle to go like, Hey, I'm amazing. You should, you should invest with me. So I felt that I took a long journey of proving both to myself and my spouse and then my brother and then the initial group that we could do this. And every point I would turn and check and make sure. So there wasn't a lot of promotion early on at all. And I think our earliest versions, um, quite consciously, um, and I, you know, I was in business with some relatively shy introverts, really capable, good grinders, hard workers, but I'm the most flamboyant of everybody in our network. The rest of them, you know, I, you know, I look up the rest, look at their shoes. So kind of a quiet group. So it fell on me, uh, to do this work. And I think for us, um, well, my partner at the time, Fred said, we don't do bench ads. He's a realtor. I said, yeah. what, what does that mean? We don't do bench ads. That is beneath us. I went, oh, I don't understand. Is there a hierarchy of real estate guys? For him, he felt we're not going to be broadcasting on sides of streets. You know, I think for him, it was akin to putting on a clown suit and one of those boards and standing and dancing with a board. We're not going to do identify our niche. Um, I think they've been very successful in working with developers, uh, families and, you know, business people. And they've identified a really kind of clear niche of who their clients are as realtors and mortgage brokers. And I looked at that and others went, well, how, how do we do that? I think what we've done, and I say we best, I do it for us, is share our story. And, you know, I wait for that. If you get in a conversation and just burst into a conversation and start telling a story, uh, you know, in media res in the middle of nowhere, people think you're an idiot. Um, but if people, you're at the right events, um, people ask, well, why are you here? And I really appreciated invitations from my banker to these luncheons. So I would go to all of them because I'm going to learn something from the people I'm there with, a dairy farmer from Ladner, a commercial welding company from Gloucester Estates out in, Lake, in the Valley. I'm going to learn something about their business and maybe they'll learn something about mine. And I usually would have one or two kind of key th things. These are themes that I work on that why my business exists. And I thought if you're a highly paid um, professional or you're in a trade or you're making a lot of money through your work and you don't own equity, you're missing an investment opportunity. And I could be, I'm not saying I am, but I could be part of your investment uh, package that you have RSPs and you have registered and unregistered and you're in the stock market, you have savings, RESPs for your kids. If you've got all of that and you're not holding investment grade real estate, you're missing part of a balanced portfolio. And I might be the guy for you. And if you ask me what I do, I'll tell you what I do. And I won't follow it up with, you should invest with me. Um, but if they ask for my card, I will give them my card back in the days when people had small cards with their names on them. That's <laughs> yeah, I still put it, I still stuff them in my suit pockets. Um, and if they ask any further questions, I'll answer questions, but I usually leave it at that. I share our story a little bit about what we do. And I think it's a compelling story and I can share it with some details. Um, and if people are interested and generally the ones that are interested say, do you ever take on investors? And then I say, yes. And answer the question. I don't say, do you want to, sorry. I don't say, do you want to, do you want to join me? Whatever. If they ask, I say, well, yeah. Uh, so are you interested? And they say, yes. And then I share our story and that's about it. I do make sure, like, I think Ari touched on two really critical things and both of us mentioned consistency and we both moaned. You have to consistently show up. So I consistently show up at events where it's high likely that there will be people that I will learn from that I like to be in the company of, because I don't want to be in business with 
people I can't stand. Um, people that are interested in business and changing streets and communities and for the better. So the right kind of people. So I'm quite happy to show up at charity events, banking events, uh, leadership conferences, um, places that are of high interest for me so that I get some value out of it. And I expect there's people like, like us there. And that's mostly where we've done it. I had a Facebook page for a while. I think I put seven posts up in seven years. <laughs> it's I didn't do it very well. And, you know, we're now looking at a, a company in a media company in, in Edmonton, and they want a linked Facebook, Instagram page, and they're looking for content. And we're looking at Google ads, because it's, it's a bit more sophisticated and tricky market. And, you know, we have a lot, we've bought a lot of buildings in the last uh, three, in the last three years. And we purchased a lot of vacancies. And it's been a challenging two years with COVID. So we're trying to right size and right find our market in Edmonton. So we're getting a little bit of help there. Um, but for us, they asked, what's your keywords? I said, authenticity, integrity, consistency, quality, value. You know, those are our keywords. And if the, if we're off brand, then I, it, it can't stand it. It doesn't get approved. So we're hoping that those are things that how we show up. And a lot of it's personified. It's I show up at events with a high likelihood of people that we're going to have a lot in common. And so financial planners, I show up at those events where they're talking about financial planning, wealth planning. Um, I, I'm curious about that. I need to get better at it. And I usually meet interesting people at these events and we go for coffee or breakfast, or I, I buy a lot of breakfasts, a lot of coffees, a lot of beers at four o'clock in the afternoon at different um, uh, brew pubs. Yeah, uh, a lot of that, and a lot of evening phone calls when a lot of guys that are entrepreneurs get home, read to their kids, and after their one hour of decompressing, then we talk after nine o'clock at night Pacific, and I talk for early, an hour or so to lots of guys late. It's mostly guys later at night. I would say we have a diverse group of investors, but probably sixty percent are male heads of families that I talk to. So there's your diversity pitch, folks. I could get better at that too. Well, you mentioned your pitch when you're at like uh, the meetings and other things. And I was kind of similar to what I do. And a lot mm. of times I will, uh, you know, I, I'll leave them on kind of a cliffhanger. And so I'll be <laughs> like, um, they'll be like, oh, so what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I buy real estate. Uh, I run a podcast. Uh, I don't have a job anymore. And, you know, you, you give them a, a little bit of information. Maybe like you t tell them quickly, oh, yeah, we just did a flip and we made, you know, a good amount of money. And then you're like, what do you do? <laughs> and yet yeah. you, after you give them the best bit of information you let them go because people also like to talk about themselves um, mm -hmm. and the people who are actually interested will steer the conversation back to and other ones yeah. who aren't interested you're not bothering them because it, it didn't mm -hmm. you didn't stick it in their face right yeah. um, you get left them with something and they can bring it back right and you've left them with something you leave them on a high note like something really good like you yeah. know <laughs> this doing this maybe so i don't have a job anymore right um or that's usually a big one for a lot of people uh big yeah. stick they're like oh wait you don't have a job anymore. what how's that work yeah, what do you do all day <laughs> yeah I do tease with, um, we like to improve neighborhoods. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. How do you improve neighborhoods? So we'll make them safer, more comfortable, more aesthetically attractive. Um, and we work, we do that by buying distressed, dilapidated and destroyed buildings, substantially recapitalizing them, building them, fixing them, making them all those things first, attractive, efficient, healthy, safe, attractive. And then eventually I make my partner some money, a reasonable return on their investment. It's good work. And I, I feel we make uh, cities safer. Yeah. 
I, I, what, who wouldn't want to be part of that? You know, it's <laughs> a great um, point. And uh, I think that's, I'm really glad we, we discussed this today because I, I went to an event. Uh, uh, it was last week. It was a, a gala event in Toronto. And, um, and I, I kind of struggle in, in describing what it is I do for a living. And uh, I think it's a, uh, yeah, these are, these are good, uh, um, pieces of advice because, uh, yeah, the cliffhanger and the, you know, steer their curiosity. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we go just... back to them and they can bring it back to you if they want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You open the door sure. and then bring it back. And then if they, if they're interested, they can, they can ask more questions. Yeah. Everyone's going to get annoyed because you didn't push it down their throat. Yeah. Um, so or maybe I'll jump in and talk about some of my self-promotion. Um, with, I actually, I talked to a really wise woman from out in BC, I don't know, a while ago. And mm. with everything, like when I was talking to her about doing coaching or doing any of these things, she, it's always about scaling and making a, a, you know, so you have a life, you know, she was very concerned. I had young kids and um, that I made sure that I could make sure I didn't take on more than I could handle so that I didn't left my job and then just filled it all in. Right. Um, so even when I was picking, pitching coaching, she's like, don't do one-on-one, right. Do it as small groups. Uh, you can take on more people at a time and you can scale this a little bit. So with my self-promotion, I like to think of everything kind of the same way, how I could scale yeah. this. And if you want to scale this, um, you want to reach as many people as possible at doing it once, <clears throat> you know, there's always the the book way, but I haven't written a book yet. Um, I think Darcy's going to write one. I'd like to write one at some <laughs> point, but I haven't done it yet. Um, but there's always the book way. We have a podcast, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so there is having your own podcast, being consistent with your own podcast. Um, and there's the other point of that. The other side of the podcast thing is to go on other people's podcasts. You can go leverage someone else's someone else has spent a lot of time and a lot of work because it is not easy to do a podcast mm -hmm. and they've built up a brand and they built up a viewership of lots of people and you can easily leverage it by just being a guest and just and yeah. you can reach a whole new audience that you haven't seen before just by going there and the exact same method can be do done by attending masterminds um speaking at masterminds attending meetups speaking at meetups like you're just local real estate meetups um the other way i found it works really really well is to help people as as you know a lot of people just oversee that whole thing but mm -hmm. when you see posts on facebook go and help people pub in public like you're answering things um you come off as knowledgeable and you come off as helpful and you're, you're giving a lot of the traits that people are looking for. Um, the more authentic it is, the better. Like I don't actually go, I need to go and help some people today. No, yeah. you just, <laughs> you just, it just turns into your, your thing. You're that you see, you check your messages, you respond, you be helpful. Um, and yeah, you just keep moving around. Um, I know Darcy and I were talking briefly before we started this podcast and like we're since we're talking self-promotion, it's also the brand, right? Um, like which we didn't really touch on, but like when you see me, I got my Canadian investing in the US hat on, right? And I have like 10 of them all in different colors. And even when I go in and spoke at like the last uh, mastermind, every like at lunch breaks, I changed hats and just to see who would notice. I'd have a white one and then I'd have a black one and then I have a blue one, <laughs> right? And it's the like exact same logo, but it was, uh, you know. Camo, just... you gotta have camo. It works for the Blue Jays. 
right? The pink <laughs> camo? I don't have a camo one. I don't have a camo one. I even, I don't have a red one, which I really think I should get a red one. Oh, totally. It's Canadian. So Canadian. Yeah. Although it's kind of MAGA. People might offend some people or 49% yeah. of the population might not like it, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I got wow. blue. Uh, I got blue on mine right now. I there have we go. a blue hat with my, but I have it in multiple colors anyway. Um, but anyway, it's the promotion. It's the, every time I go on a zoom or I go on someone else's podcast or someone else's YouTube channel, um, I have my brand in the back behind me every time yep. a Canadian investing in the U S um, literally everybody, when I go on a show, like anyone who wa is watching it, they're looking over my shoulder. What is that behind them? It, it sticks out. It, yeah. it says exactly what I do um, before they even get through the intro. They've sorted out what this is about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, it, in, a lot of times I'm a little bit late to the show on getting my, um, my brand stuff, like to buying brand stuff. Cause this isn't my first companies. Um, and like, I used to have a screen printing shop and I really, I printed stuff for people, other people all the time. And I printed some shirts for my own company, but I didn't get into the, the customized license plates and the, you know, all the other things, the bags and everything else I used to give away, um, till later in the day, like later in, um, the business process, like I wasn't doing it from the start. Right. And, um, I, and I know it's one of those things that you're, it does cost money and it, you know, it's one thing that you, it's a co easy cost to avoid, but it does, you know, tell people exactly who, like who you are and what you do. Um, a lot of times when I go to a meetup and you'll see other guys with hats and shirts, it'll be their own company, right? They're, they're not, um, they're not wearing Nike and promoting Nike. They're promoting their own company whenever they yeah. go anywhere, right? You know, <laughs> you know who, what company they're from, you know, who they're representing, right? Yeah. Stuff, right. So it, it is, it does have a value, but it is a, one thing, even still, like I didn't get buy my hats until like, I don't know, last year, I started buying hats and stuff like that. So it's, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> Well, it occurs to me, like uh, all of us have struggled with modest, uh, a little bit of modesty, like should I and when and why? And I just, I, earlier when we were thinking about this, I wrote down a couple of whys you might do it, even if you're someone out there struggling with modesty and saying, well, you know, um, if you're doing something that's good and that's compelling and it's improving the world, you, I would say you have an obligation to share that kind of good news and to continue. And you also have an obligation to continue doing that. And if by sharing your story you can draw others into doing better things that's a good thing i i you know not to simplify it but that's that helps that's generative and it grows the better in the world um the and also you know if if the one part one thing that i have that is unique to our business is that i can tell a story in a compelling way and draw others to our story and inspire others with my you know version of what we're doing and sharing what we are doing then I kind of owe that work to our organization, to the others that I'm working with, because this is the thing that I can bring to the company because it, it can help stabilize us. It can give vision and words to what we're actually doing. Because sometimes you feel like I'm just painting baseboards. No, you're improving the quality of lives of the people that are going to move into this suite. Because we know from good research that the aesthetics and the quality of what people live affect the quality of their lives and the experiences they have in suites. So you're not just painting baseboards. You're not just cleaning. You're just not fixing a leak or a drafty this or a noisy fan. You're improving the lives of the tenants that are going to be in those places. And they may never know your work, but I do. And I need to tell and acknowledge and recognize your story and your part in this larger story that we're telling. And, you know, by growing our business and sharing 
and, you know, increasing our influence, I bring more stability to the thing. So when we only have one building, we're vulnerable to one catastrophic, catastrophic event. But when we have 29, we're safer, more stable. And I can look at my staff and say, this one event will not erase us off the earth. We're fine. We're good. We can weather this. Everyone's going to have Christmas. Everyone's thinking about Christmas now. This is episode 91. I know that through my work of sharing our story and enlarging and securing our base of operations, I've made certain that more than 20 people will have a good Christmas. I feel good about that. I know that our tenants, by sharing their story, allows us to get better access to better, cheaper money, better terms, better contractors. And in turn, we can pass that on to improving the lives of other people this December. They're going to be sharing Christmas with their stories, with their families. Um, so self-promotion? Perhaps not, um, but I have to honestly recognize my place in the metric of our organization. And as our chief storyteller, I have to tell and share our story and show what we're doing in the world so we can continue doing it and doing it better. Um, that's my responsibility. So when I shrink from it because I'm mo modest or I have false humility or I'm just afraid of having haters you know, criticize me on LinkedIn or somewhere else, I just have to push through that and recognize I have an obligation as our chief storyteller to share our story and get it out there. Let people know. So, and hopefully it inspires somebody else. I don't know. I'm inspired by your guys' stories. When we meet every time week, like I know the audience knows this. We talk for 15 or 20 minutes about what we're doing. And it's yeah. life to me to know that you guys are out there working hard, trying to improve other people's lives. It gives me encouragement. Small stories. It's, it's critical. I know I talk too long. I tell long stories. <laughs> All right, take us home. Okay, well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, uh, Glenn and Darcy, for your insights. Uh, and uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you all next week and uh, be well. And uh, it was Aurelien, uh, the mindfulinvestor.net, Glenn, glennsutherland.com, and Darcy, darcywhite.ca. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.